This is the Bedford Blues Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Blues Podcast. Well, we waited a year, but it's fair to say Championship Rugby has returned just as dramatic as we left it in March 2020. We've had more scintillating attacking rugby at Goldenton Road, the mighty Saracen shipwrecked by the Pirates, and the Ealing juggernaut already past the century mark on points scored. It's been a fascinating start, and I'm delighted to be joined by two players in varying stages of their Championship careers to talk us through it all. Pleased to welcome a man with over 100 appearances in this division, Will Carrick-Smith. Will, how are you? Good, thanks. Slightly concerned that we're saying we're at different stages of our careers. With Ollie, obviously the, young, the youngster next to me, but I don't think I'm that old. <laughs> well, you've mentioned him, uh, fair to say, a relative young pup for the championship. It's Ollie Newman. Uh, Ollie, how are you? Excited to be here. Um, enjoying the challenge of the championship so far and seeing where we can go. Well, boys, we're, uh, the forward special, we'll hear from a couple of uh, players later on as well. Um, but, Will, maybe you could uh, kick us off, if you don't mind. We've all been desperate for the second tier to return since the pandemic began. Maybe you could kick us off by explaining, from a player's perspective, how good it is to have competitive rugby back here at Goldenton Road. Yes, yeah, it, it is brilliant to be back. It's been a, a long time. I think we started being told we'll be back in January. Well, officially, we thought... It, this whole thing may be done in four, four weeks or so. We'll be back playing the end of the season back in March, April. Obviously, that changed. And then being told maybe we'll start in January. That got pushed back again. And then finally, the March, March the 6th set date came in. And when that came in, we just were firing towards that. And um, luckily, we're back playing now. So, yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, Ollie, I guess it's a similar situation with A-League and all that kind of stuff. I guess it was, it's been a year of vented frustration, I guess. Yeah, it's, quite, it's been quite mixed and match for us boys, sort of trying to prepare the first team whilst also trying to get your own rugby elsewhere. Um, so we're just really grateful that um, we had the opportunity here at Bedford with the A-League being cancelled and that we're all raring to go um, and putting some good rugby for all the fans. He's saying he's uh, in a similar stage of his career, he hinted to there. He's played 106 championship games, you've played two so far, you've started the, the two openers. Um, how have you found this league now you're here in Bedford? Just first of all, fair play to, to Will, 100 appearances is a, is a, is a great achievement and stuff. Um, for me, look, I found the championship to be exciting. Um, I really enjoy the rugby at Bedford. Look, we play expansive rugby, we like to throw the ball around a lot and it's um, exciting for, for all fans to see and stuff. And, yeah, we'll just see where the season takes us and looking forward to the challenge ahead. Yeah, Will, you've been in this league for a couple of seasons. No fans this year. How different is the championship this season? Well, I think you've just got to bring your own energy. The team, like, we're getting changed in, in the scrum bar at the moment. Like, it's not even the comfort of our own home changing room. But, like, as a team, like, we're getting tighter every week. Obviously, the Northampton lads have come in a couple of, well, six weeks ago. And I'd say, like, each week just an improvement and um, I'd say with our performances as well it's going that way as well which which is good and and uh, hopefully will push us on throughout the season. Yeah we're speaking here on a Tuesday night ahead of Pirates. Ollie it's fair to say it would have been a a tough start because you wouldn't have known many Bedford players but it's fair to say that the man sat alongside you would have helped that helped with that transition in the line out in the scrum. How good has it been to have somebody like Will here at Bedford? 100%. 100%. Coming into a, to a new group of boys is, um, is always a difficult prospect, but especially with the COVID protocols and having to stay apart. Look, Will's, Will's helped me quite a lot with the line-out. He's uh, introduced me to a lot of the calls and uh, so many other boys, and uh, I really think that it's tribute to them that we've gelled so well. And Will, I guess I'm trying not to say you are the um, experienced player, but 
yeah. but you have got that lead, leadership quality. You were co-captain first first game game of the season. How good is it to have some somebody like Ollie that you can that you can teach and who really really wants to learn his craft in rugby? Yeah, it is good having just like eager eager players. Like I remember when I was that age, you're, you're hungry and you you want to be playing every weekend, so you do everything you can. And I think Ollie's definitely put his hand up. Like, Shone well in the games, the preseason games, and then going into the season, then just out on the training pitch as well. It's, it's like play, playing and training really well. So yeah, Ollie, I've got to ask you because uh, I think a couple of our fans will be uh, perplexed by your answer. Um, say that Will's got a sense of humour. Can you try and uh, explain that to us? <laughs> it's funny you say that. It's just before we came in, he mentioned whether he, I wasn't sure if I was laughing at him or with him, but no it's just a few of his comments around the pitch uh, it always always gets a chuckle out of me and I think he's a, he's a he's a good guy and he's a great guy to have around Bedford Blues and Will why are you not showing us this sen- this sense of humour more because I'm not that funny <laughs> <laughs> um, but obviously the reason you're here is obviously the Saints and Bedford partnership for the season Will maybe you could start us off how important do you think that the partnership is unfortunately it's the way the championships, championship's gone it's the uh... Obviously, the funding for a championship team is so much less, and like support from the Premiership team from Northampton is is great. Like, this is the biggest like squad numbers to train against. Like, it's been times when you're training against five people in a bib, but now we're we're getting 15 against 15. It's I think it's also benefiting like everyone being able to train at match intensity with a full squad of players in front of you so uh, yeah it's really beneficial and in the fixtures and in the games you, I think you can, it makes a difference as well it's, it's really helped yeah and Ollie I guess it's part of your pathway being here at Bedford I guess that's what you're viewing it as yeah for, for us as, as much as we, we are really enjoying rugby at Bedford it is, it is sadly to say it is a development pathway for us and look we're, we're trying to take everything out of each game trying to improve as a team and also try and help the boys around us to, uh, to, for everyone to improve generically. Taken from that, we can keep improving, we can keep developing, helping each other, and then putting a good, good uh, performance on the pitch. Yeah, you've both started uh, the first two games of the season. Will, you obviously got the man of the match at Coventry as well. What have you made of the start of the season? I guess there's frustration that we didn't get over the line against Cov, but also there's some great attacking rugby here last week against Hartbury. Yeah, so I feel both games, we were dominant both games and it's our own mistakes that we lost the first game. It's like Coventry, I would say, didn't really put on a performance and we, we were the dominant team on the day, but it's the discipline that let us down and that's the reason, obviously, three points in the last minute, which punished us. And I think we, we've learned our lesson and once again, we're improving again. Last Friday against Hartbury was a step, and then on again. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, it, was, it was a tiny bit of accuracy that we uh, we, we stooped down in the first game against Cov. But as, as again, as we like to say, it's, it's, we're learning from playing with each other. We're learning how each other play, and it's coming together nicely. Boys, you've watched a couple of the uh, the championship games so far this season around the league. You would have definitely seen the results. I guess it's fair to say the standout result is Pirates knocking Saracens off their perch first game of the season. It's allowed the media to see what a tough league the championship really is and that it's not going to be the walkover that maybe some people expected for Saris. Will, looking at that result, did you have a, a slight wry smile that maybe the championship is getting the credit that it does deserve? Yeah, it was, it was great to see and it's, it's nice to see, you maybe say, underdogs beat the, beat the top team and especially Saracens. I, I think everyone's seen them come down and expect them to kind of steamroll this season and, um, and that's a huge upset at the start and um, 
yeah, I was quite pleased to see it happen. Yeah, and Ollie, I guess you would have known a lot about Sarri's being at Saints and things. I guess your views maybe on the opening two rounds of the champ? Yeah, Sarri's are a top team. They obviously are, are the favourites to within the season of the championship, but... You know, the, the Pirates win just almost boosts the confidence and makes our, our, our trip down there a, a tougher prospect. However, as much as you'd like to say that Saracens uh, would be the top team, you have to look out for Ealing and other teams that are, are, are up and coming and have got good development pathways and could potentially um, take the win as well. Yeah, Ollie hinted there, our, our next game is down to the Menai where Saracens suffered a couple of weeks ago. A tough test, Will. It's always been a tough test at the Menai. We've had some unbelievable games against the Pirates over the years. What sort of test are you expecting? Well, I think up front, for starting off, I think will be a, a good battle. I think our, our set-piece, our scrum, our line-outs have been going really well uh, throughout the season. Uh, so I'd say up front, that, that, that's where it starts. But then also, I think our backs are throwing, throwing the ball about and playing some great rugby. So... Uh, I think this should be a pretty exciting, um, exciting uh, watch at the weekend. Yeah, and what are your memories of Bedford v Pirates games? I mean, there's been some crackers uh, over the years. Yeah, I think, I think the first two seasons was over 45 points each. I think I th- it might even be in a 45-all draw uh, down there. Uh, when the sun was coming out, it was the last game of the season. Um, and then we, I think we had a good sort of like end-of-season social down there, which is a Good, good thing that one of the things the Northampton lads probably haven't really experienced yet uh, with the Bedford lads. So uh, I think long overdue, I'd say, for something like that. Yeah, I guess that, that trip will bring the squad even closer together. As we say, 13 training sessions, four matches together. It's not a lot of time, really. At least you'll have some, some time. I know there's COVID restrictions and things, but on the coach, you'll be able to talk to each other, I guess. And, you know, you'll just have a bit of time together that maybe you don't have throughout the week. Yeah, yeah I think uh, everyone will be able to learn each other's names by the end of the bus journey. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's seven hours down there, so yeah, I'm sure we'll get to know each other. Maybe that's some of the uh, humour coming out, Will, with, uh, <laughs> with a slight joke like that. Is this what, <laughs> is, is this what you're talking about? <laughs> um, but Ollie, I guess yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if you've played at the Men Eye before. Uh, what the boys been saying to you about the about one of the toughest tests that you'll face in, in a championship season? Yeah, personally, never been down there and um, heard all good things about their squad and their team. Uh, even speaking to Sam Matavesi, an ex-player, during the week, and look, he said they'll front up in the pack uh, and, and it'll be a, a, real, a real gritty battle down in their pitch. And look, we, We've just got to play our own game. We've not got to fall into the trap and, and, and get into an arm wrestle with them. Um, we've got to play the, our, our structure, our process, and I think we'll... we'll uh, we're doing right down there. Yeah, Will, you all know more than most, actually, in terms of the Blue Squad, about the Pirates. You spent a year down there on Jewel Reg, I think, from Exeter. Maybe talk to us. I'm sure a couple of the Pirates fans will be listening in ahead of the game. What can you remember about your, your time there? I think you made your championship debut as a Cornish Pirates player. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed my time down there. It was a lovely spot. I was living, looking over Marazan. Um, so it was a good, good fishing spot along the coast, good, good feed. Lots of pasties. I was a yeah. I was a very happy, happy young spunker. And then I had some. I played a fair amount of games down there. Really enjoyed it. it was, I think my first game was uh, against Jersey, and uh, the pitch. The many's like renowned for just being an absolute bog, which I, I think they've said they've fixed, but I think it's still a bit of a bog. Uh, and it's a it's a tough pitch to play on, but it's a it's a, it's a great set of fans and. Uh, yeah, the atmosphere is always good on a match day. Unfortunately, there's been not many fans there this weekend. 
Yeah, Will, you're not the only current Blues player to have played and called the Menai home. It seems a good time, really, to catch up with uh, another one of our standout performers so far this season. Let's hear from Joe Atkinson. Hello, Blues family. Hope you're all well. We're gutted we can't have you down at Goldington Road supporting us. This next segment is In the Spotlight with me, Joe Atkinson. Well, Atco, you're the recent Championship Try of the Week winner. Is that the best try you've ever scored? I think it's got to be up there. Uh, there's been a couple of other good ones, but it's definitely up there. Yeah, what are those other ones? Um, funnily enough, when I was at, at Cornish Pirates, uh, we played Bristol down at the Mene, and it was a similar uh, break that I did at the weekend, but I got pulled down about a metre short, so it was good getting a long-range try like this, finally. Yeah, and I guess um, it was the, uh, the standout moment from the game. Overall, the performance in that Hartford game was some great attack in rugby. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot better. We're still finding our feet, I think, having a year off kind of thing. Um, certainly, we're a little bit slow on the uptake, but we are getting there. We are, and every week we're building momentum, so it's going well. Yeah, I think most of the players thought it was a back that scored that try. How is it that you, uh, that you showed those lightning feet? Uh, I've been uh, watching Rich Lane's uh, How to Score a Try, so, you know, <laughs> he, uh, he does it from out, out wide like that all the time, so I thought I'd give it a go. Yeah, and Henry Paul in Co-Company says you do that a lot in training. I've been watching most of the training sessions so far. And you haven't, haven't seen it. <laughs> haven't seen you do it once. Yeah, uh, I've kept it in the locker, you know, I didn't want to show my hand to her. Saving it for the special occasion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but you'll obviously be hoping to do it again uh, down at the, the Menai this Sunday. Hinted you've played for them previously. Um, mm. How difficult a test is it going to be down there? Yeah, Pirates away um, at the Menai is, is always tough. Pirates, they play on that um, with, the, with the long coach journey down and, and stuff like that. Even, even a, a short plane journey like Saracens did last week um, won't stop them kind of thing. So um, it will be very tough. And, and Pirates, they're always a very well-drilled team. With the coaches, Alan Paver and Gavin Cattle, who I was actually playing with, they were still playing at the time down there. They're, yeah, they're just a very well-drilled team. Yeah, it surprised a lot of people, the Pirates Saracens results, probably from what you've just been saying, they probably didn't surprise you. No, no, uh, almost if there is going to be one away team that sort of turns over um, one of the big dogs, then going down to Pirates is, is always tough. Like I said, when um, Bristol were last in the, in the champ back in, I think it was 2015, and then we put 40 points on them down there. So it, uh, it does happen down at Pirates. Yeah, you spent three years there, signed uh, as a student and stayed there for a couple of years then, and mm. played for a couple more, more clubs before moving to Bedford. You must have enjoyed, enjoyed your time there. I think it's the, the club so far you've spent your longest time with during your career. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, no, uh, Pirates, it's a, because it's so far away, um, right down the end of the earth, really, um, you have to, it's such a close-knit team and you have to be a close-knit team because there isn't a huge amount going on down there. So I lived in a house with, with four other lads down there and we did everything together and, and as a team, like meet up for coffees and stuff on, a, on a days off and yeah, it is a... Um, it's a strange place to live. I think you'll find nowadays, lads go go if they go down there, they'll start a family down there, and or they're from Cornwall themselves. You don't get too many 
lads from outside of Cornwall sort of coming in and only spending a couple of years there. They're either there for the long haul or they're from Cornwall itself. Yeah, Bristol, I suppose, would be one of the, the standout moments from your time down there. Any other particular games that stand out? I'm sure you had some classics with Bedford while you were uh, down. Well, yeah, we did. Yeah, it was always, uh, always a very good, uh, very good contest uh, against Bedford. I'm not sure who came out on top in, in the games that we played. I do remember a convincing win against Bedford down at the Mene. Again, horrible place to go. So Bedford just weren't on the <laughs> weren't on the on form on that day. And then since you've arrived in Bedford, I guess last season only played them once because the other game was cancelled for COVID. But that again was another tough out. I think it was eighteen fifty. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that was a yeah tough one. And we were really gutted because I think when COVID struck, we had Pirates in the next couple of weeks up here, and we were just hitting some form and. Um, and then we were we were chomping at the bit to try and turn them over up here. Yeah, you spoke about paves and and cattle your your mm. teammates, then coaches. I guess what did you learn from them? I guess it's kind of good to have a forward and a back, I suppose, so prominent within, yeah. within the team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They um, they would take um, paves did more of the uh, more of the defence work, and and Gavin was um, more of the attacking sort of backs work. Um, I'm sure it's still the same now, to be honest. But it's a little bit strange. In my my last year, they were turning from players into coaches, and sort of you have to have a, a different type of respect for a, a coach from a player. So it was trying to find that sort of happy medium between the uh, the player that we used to know and the now coach. Yeah, within that Saracens game, their their set piece got a lot of praise. Ours has as well. The lineout scrubs been. Mm sensational so far this season I guess that's going to be where the where the battle is drawn on Sunday yeah it is yeah yeah uh, this week we've, we've done a lot of work um, in our mall defense because unfortunately at the moment that's the only place that we're leaking tries um, but um, but yeah our, our attacking and our line out defense is very good we're getting up in the air and stealing stealing a lot of balls so um, if we can we've tweaked our mall defense so hopefully we'll take away that aspect of Pirates game and Going on from that is that we just don't give them those um, those attacking opportunities and, and our penalty count has got to be a lot lower. So that's our focus going in for this weekend. Yeah, the set piece, strong as we've said, um, that's helped by the other players alongside you in, in the back row. Maybe you could talk to us just about how exciting the prospects some of those players are. We've got obviously Ollie Newman's in there with you, Ollie Robinson, two you yeah, yeah. alongside you in the first two two games. How exciting are they? Yeah, it's great having a, a balance um, with the Bedford lads and, and the Northampton lads coming in. For the for the young boys from from Northampton, um, it's just so key for them, for their progression to get game time. And it's and it's great that a club like Bedford just up just down from the road from Northampton is we can supply that. And they are, they're very talented lads, so they've come in and strengthened our team and given us a bit more depth, and, which might take the, uh, take the heat off old boys like myself. So. Well, as Tree's been saying in this podcast, he's not the experienced head. Uh, are you going to take that, <laughs> take that crown? Uh, Tree's co-captain, so he, uh, he has that, <laughs> that accolade of being an experienced head. But I guess in that back row you are the experienced player. I guess what, yeah. what, what are you trying trying to teach the others? Is there anything specific, or is it just you all work on your own game? Yeah, good question. Uh, during the game, I I kind of just try and get on with my own game. If I'm honest, um, I guess it's 
when it's coach um, when it's training I might try and might try and give a few pointers and stuff like that but it's I'm not that good I don't think I might be wrong um, but personally like coaching isn't uh, something that I want to sort of go into but uh, I mean my experience might just show for itself yeah Pirates the start of the the run of the last eight eight games of the season what's your uh, your thoughts leading into the remainder of the truncated championship season it's going to go past very quickly I think that's the that's the main thing and it's very much uh, we have got next week but if, if that is if there's a poor performance but then we're going to run out of excuses of we've got next week again because we've well we're down to eight games left now so yeah I think it's going to be go past a lot quicker than than we've obviously been used to in previous years and Sarri is within that away from home is that is that the standout fixture that you're looking forward to yeah or, it is or, or is it playing some of those teams you've played for previously I, I think every every game has brings up its own difficulties and um, and opportunities as well and Sarri's is a mixture of both obviously very tricky opposition but there's a massive opportunity for us going down down there down to the uh, I forget now what they call the Alliance Park the Stonex Stadium there you go so <laughs> like playing in a in a stadium that we've all seen on TV and stuff countless times um, would be a great opportunity for the lads yeah it's uh, and well Pirates turned them over so if we keep our keep on progressing like we are then there's no reason why we can't do another shock defeat and finally where's the next try coming from Akko? well I think when you've got people like Tree in the team who, with his height, he finds it a lot easier to get his, uh, get his arms free and get that offload away. So I think that was, uh, that was where this week's one came from. I don't know. Probably the next one will be a one-metre flop over. So. <laughs> well, good to hear that his try hasn't gone to his head too much. Um, the boys, we heard from Akko there. And Ollie, some glowing references for you in particular within that. Maybe you could start us off by talking about how good it is to have somebody as experienced as Joe Atkinson alongside you in the back row. Yeah, I'm relishing the challenge. Um, it's, a, it's a great competitive nature we have in the back row here. And look, I'm, I'm glad that I've made such an impression on him coming uh, in such few training sessions and few games playing together. But look, he's a, Atko's a great bloke on, on and off the field. On off the field. He's um, teaching me his knowledge that he knows. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking, looking forward to keep working with him and, and especially the other back row boys. Yeah, if there's one thing in particular he's maybe taught you since you uh, arrived here, what would that be? Atko is a very, a, quite an explosive player um, around the park and stuff, and his footwork before contact is something that really sets him apart from a lot of our back, back rowers and stuff. So it's, uh, it's his ability to, to almost uh, impact defenders by moving and shimmying and, and getting around them. That's quite exciting, and I'm hoping to get it into my game a bit more. Yeah, you spoke about the healthy competition within the back row. We've obviously got... Two Yuru in there, Ollie Robinson's got a lot of praise uh, for the Hartbury performance. That's, that can only be a good thing, surely, that you're all firing on all cylinders at the moment. 100%. Com competition uh, raises the quality and, and, and look, in my opinion, the, the back row is a real contribution to uh, the um, overall performance and stuff. And yeah, Two Yuru, um, he's a really good player, really powerful and explosive, and Ollie Robinson as well, very, very um, uh, able in the attack and, and etc. Look, they're great boys to have around and just learning from them uh, every day comes. Yeah, Will, how good is it to have these players behind you and with you in the forwards pack? Yeah, it's a, it's a good mixture of skills. Like, Tui's a solid runner. We've got uh, Atko, who's pretty uh, mobile and uh, well, same with Ollie, but uh, I think you can see from Atko's try at the weekend, just like he could be out on the backs if he, if he fancied. 
and then yes, and then Ollie's pretty solid as well. Both well, both Ollies are so. Yeah, it's good good to have them behind me in the scrum and behind me in the lineup. We've got to obviously talk about again. We're building on that relationship. Obviously, we've got Alex Ray as head coach uh, this season. Will you would have played alongside him for a, a little bit and had him as coach last season as well. What has he been? helping with this season maybe in terms of the integrations obviously played for Saints as well um how has he helped the integration between the Bedford and the Saints boys this season uh yeah it's been it's been great uh, getting coached by Ray's obviously when he first came and playing alongside him he, he ran the line out really well and I, I think I, that's one of the main things I've learned from him um and he's like helped me massively with my line out like earlier today just like sitting down going through Pirates, their attack, their defence, and how we can exploit them. So uh, he's a yeah, really good, good coach. Not that I want to put you on the spot. Better player or better coach? <laughs> I don't know. He's a good all round player, coach. <laughs> Very good cricket uh, analogy there. Well, that's good. Ollie, I suppose you echo those sentiments. I guess he's really helped you with your performance so far this season. Yeah, A-Ray brings a great energy around the group and especially in, in, in troubled times with the COVID restrictions and stuff, it's it's really important to build the energy from within and stuff and it's almost like he wants to, to get playing out of us just the session before, he's jumping on a bib and he's jumping at the bit to get out and train with us boys and um, look, he's uh, he's got a lot of knowledge and he's given it, he's given it to us in the right ways. Yeah, and he played for Saints previously as we've mentioned, I guess that must help in its own way that he probably knows some of your coaches back at Northampton and they, they can talk and they can build on specific strengths for you. Yeah, so it was all tribute to this new partnership that we've got with, with Bedford and Saints and um, look, it's, it's running smoothly so far and I think it can only get better. Yeah, maybe if you could pick one thing, I know I asked you uh, about it previously, but if you could pick one thing he's maybe taught you or, and it can be off the field as well, is, is there one thing that particularly stands out to you? Uh, I hate to say to echo Tree, but uh, it's uh, the line out that really uh, he's helped me with, especially being quite inexperienced myself and uh, coming into a new new set of calls and, and etc. He's really helped me to get to grips with the line out calls and, and become confident. Yeah, it's fair to say, you know, you mentioned the line out, but the scrum as well, the set piece has been really, really good so far this season. The opening two, two weeks, we've probably been the most dominant side at set piece disrupting visiting teams. Will Pirates, again, a lot of praise in their victory against Saracens for their set-piece play. It's going to be a real real battle on Sunday. Yeah, I think our, our front row are hungry for it. You see previous performances, Prowsey's really stepped up. He's, he's played two great games. He got on, what, 20 minutes into the first game against Coventry, and then at the weekend, I think he knocked out 65 minutes. So, um, yeah, he's, he, he's been playing really well, it's, and it's good to have him in front of me in the scrum. Then Fish, Fish and uh, Slug and Rafter, everyone's putting, like, great performances in so it's as a scrum it's a, it's a good good platform and I think that's why our backs are getting so much ball yeah do you feel that's potentially where the game could be won or lost on Sunday who dominates the set piece more uh yeah very much so like I said earlier there that starts with a pack and we, we got to put things right and uh we set, set that platform and then we'll have great rugby to play yeah Ollie how do we use the set piece as a weapon away from home things get to get the process right look we We've got backs who, who want to play out wide and play expansive rugby, so we're going to get into an arm wrestle potentially down the road and uh, with them. And look, it's it's not playing into their game and it's it's acting as a as a launch, but also in in crucial times of the pitch and places and areas of the pitch that it's using it as a weapon also to um to potentially follow up with some penalties that we've seen in the last two weeks. Boys, it's been good to have you with us. Uh, we'll hear some quick fire questions to conclude this episode shortly, but maybe just 
to finish, could you talk to us a little bit more about the remainder of the truncated championship season? Eight games left to play. Saracen's involved within that away from home. How excited are you to play those games between now and uh, the end of May? Yeah, it's really exciting. I think being away from rugby for so long, I think everyone's been really hungry for it. And uh, I think you can see in the previous performances that lads are enjoying playing. It's great. And the, the team's growing together. We're really like enjoying it on the pitch and then also off the pitch as well. And um, I think carrying on forward, uh, I think that'll be one of the key things to the season, just enjoyment. Completely agree. Look, it's, uh, it's finding a balance with, with en- enough fun and enjoyment and also getting down to business and the nitty gritty work on, on the pitch and stuff. And look, I think we're developing really well and I'm excited to where this group can, can take us uh, with the eight games left. And uh, just, just, to, just to have fun. We've waited so long for this, to, to this opportunity and stuff. And look, I think we'll relish the opportunity. This is the quick fire questions with Henry Paul. Oxford or Cambridge? Cambridge. Summarise Bedford Blues in one sentence. I'll go better and do it in one word. Jouet. Up the slope or down the slope? Down the slope. Best mate in the blue squad? Ed Prowse. Earliest rugby memory? Uh, scoring a hat-trick, the under-fives, and getting a fiver off my mum. One piece of advice for an aspiring rugby player? Uh, wear bright coloured socks so you stand out. Favourite thing to do away from rugby? Eat and shoot hoops. Secret party trick? Uh, I can belly dance. Where do you see yourself in five years' time? Front cover of Men's Health. And finally, Goldenton Road or Franklin's Gardens? Goldenton Road. Well, that's all we've got time for on this episode of the Blues Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Live stream tickets are already on sale for our trip to Penzance this Sunday. Kickoff is at 12.30. The live stream starts 20 minutes earlier than that at 10 past 12. Head to www.bedfordrugby.co.uk forward slash tickets and support the boys from home. Don't forget to get involved in the conversation on match day using the hashtag Blues at Home and head to our website for all the team news and match updates leading up to the big game. Take care, everyone, and see you all soon.